I'm Megan Lawrence, and welcome to the Wild Leaders Podcast. Wild stands for Whole and Intentional Leader Development, and in this episode, you'll be listening to one of our Wild Conversations. Wild Conversations are interactive virtual experiences every Friday for one hour with leaders from around the country. It's no cost to join or attend, and you can sign up by visiting wildleaders.org backslash wildconversation. You can also listen on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please follow us and subscribe. Wild Conversations are led by our founder and CEO, Dr. Rob McKenna. Named one of the top 30 IO psychologists alive today, Dr. McKenna is passionate about developing leaders and transforming the way we see people in our organizations. As he will tell you, we have the tools at our fingertips to invest in our people in ways that are meaningful to them and will get the results we need. 30 years of research has taught us how much people learn and grow on the job. We have what it takes to create rich learning environments for the people we lead, and all we have to do is begin to act on what we know. Thanks for joining this wild conversation. I was floating on the Frio River, I think that's what it's called, in Texas, and uh, and a friend of mine goes, Rob, and he's sitting behind me in a kayak, and he goes, you are an architect of hope. And I was like, I like that. <laughs> um, but what I liked about it was this, I like the word architect because I really captured what I feel like is something I'm driven by is to architect spaces where we could learn together. But there were a couple of other A words that then emerged that are important to me. One is that I hope, I hope that we together will accelerate each other's development. That's my second A word. And then the third word that I threw out to him as we were having this conversation because he kind of blew my brain open was the word amalgam. Um, and it caused me to look up, it's another A word, but it caused me to look up the definition of like an amalgam filling is a combination of metals. Um, and so I've always been drawn by, I hope this sounds okay, but kind of slamming together people from all kinds of crazy contexts. And I just, I think there's amazing things that happen. I'm looking at tomorrow, just thinking when you were like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like you come together and people are always like, well, you should only put senior leaders together. And I'm like, yeah, I get the benefit of that. But it's amazing when you when you put emerging leaders and senior leaders and people from different contexts together. And so that's what if you looked across your screen, you cannot believe where people are in the world. It's just I know so many of you and also the crazy context within which you lead. So um, that's that's a long intro. Um, So let me get to let me get to this. Um, So this is the half truth of work and life. Um, First of all. I need a ton of grace from you all right now to enter into this because one of the challenges with this content is it is a massive space um, that sometimes gets compartmentalized, but it, it, uh, it connects to so many things. Even if you get into the literature and the research in this space, there are so many pieces of connecting variables into what this whole concept of work and life is about. The other thing I want to mention is like many things, there's not, there's not really a lot of agreement on what we're talking about. So I'm hoping we, we narrow in on that a little bit and try to kind of bring this to an approachable lowest bookshelf kind of level where we could have a conversation together. That's meaningful. Um, and the other issue is this, is that <laughs> as I was getting back into the literature, cause work and life used to be a really big deal in the research around this, uh, especially in the nineties. And then I got back into the literature. It almost felt like anything published, <laughs> this is really sad, but anything published before last February <laughs> feels a little out of date. So, um, it's just, and I'm not saying it is, because I think there are fundamental truths that are continuing in, in uh, what, we've, what we've been thinking about, but also um, 
it's just different. There's some different things happening. So I'm going to be looking at my notes often now because I want to make sure I just, it's, it's a hard space for me to navigate my, my brain into. So if I stay with my notes, I think it might be helpful. Um, here's, here are some things about, uh, I think, why this is relevant today um, regarding work and life. And uh, when we say the half truth, we're saying that there's places where people are putting out ideas about these different topics that we're talking about each week, but that there's more going on. There's more nuance. There's more complexity than sometimes is being discussed. And so when it comes to work and life, this is a lot of nuance and a lot of complexity. Um, so I think one of the issues is that every one of us is navigating some work-life challenge. Um, and there's a lot of uh, customization to what that challenge looks like. I'm just going to list a bunch of things that, that came off. You know, one thing is as kids, we were with a leader this week where 25% as a CEO of an organization, he was saying that 25% of his workforce now has to be home a significant portion of time because their kids are home. And so that's something we all know is happening for, for many, many people who have a physical space they have to go to and kids are home. So this, this is interesting, right? We are in each other's spaces. Um, those of us who are working virtually, and it's not all of us, but at least partially, it's caused this weird thing. Um, I actually, my wife's office is in our house and I will, I will actually crawl to the top of the stairs trying to be really quiet, listening to see if she's on a call. And then I peek around the corner from the bottom of the stairs like I'm some sort of five-year-old or something, trying to make sure it's okay for me to say hi. You know, and she's like, <laughs> just trying to navigate that is interesting. Um, there's a feeling of isolation, I think, for many people. In some cases, I think this separation has been really, really difficult. Some of the leaders we're talking to. There's also, what are the new rules? And when do we take breaks? Like all these things that are happening. You're hearing it said often that relationships that were struggling, for example, marriages are probably struggling more. I don't know the data on that, but it certainly makes sense that it might be true. Some are keeping, I wrote this, some people are keeping secrets from their organizations. I'm going to out a bunch of people that you've moved. It's, I, do, I do know a few people. I didn't out anybody because I don't know anybody on this call. But that, like, I know people who have literally moved two states, two or two to like 10 states away and their organization doesn't know yet. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I think this is the last, this is, a, oh, I had one thing someone said that like toddlers are teleconferencing. I'll leave it at that weird. Um, and then also, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this in your own home, but the, the, uh, the concept of calling IT for support was always there in our homes, whoever IT was. And in my house, it lands on this guy. And I'm fairly technologically savvy, not super technologically savvy. So that's become a whole different layer when you talk about the bandwidth issues we're facing. <laughs> um, and so I want to, well, I'll mention one other thing that, that requires me to enter into this with, I, I need a ton of grace from you, is that um, there are a lot of things you may be experiences that I, that I won't mention. And I want to give you one example, and I don't want to speak in any way of any group or any culture or any country as if, I, this, as if, as if this is everyone. But let me give you one example. So we have a lot of, we have a lot of connections into India. And one of the things that is common practice in India, not for everyone, but it's common practice that when you get married, the couple lives uh, in many parts of the culture with the, uh, the groom's family. And this would be generations. So, um, and if there are folks on the call who would correct how I'm saying this, but actually generations of, 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 of families living with the son's parents. So you could have, if you had great grandparents who are alive, you could have multiple generations living in the same home. 
And what's interesting about that, I want you just to imagine that that was our cultural assumption in the U.S., if that was mine. And, um, and how, the, how that conversation, this is where that, that necessity for me to walk into this with a tremendous amount of humility, looks in different cultures. And that's just one example. And there's probably many examples and nuanced examples and, and little changes even in the way that we approach this here. So uh, it's just fascinating to think about what does the work-life conversation look like in different parts of the world or in different parts of our world? Um, so let me, let me give you a couple things. I was reading a couple things from Harvard Business Review um, regarding work and life. And um, here's, a, here's a few thoughts prior to uh, a, a global pandemic. Um, but historically speaking, for decades, we thought of an ideal worker. Now, this is interesting, right? Is that fully committed 24 hours a day and every day of the year. Um, it was, a, and this, this one thing that was interesting about this, this is where there's been a lot of work in this space is that women specifically have had a tougher time in this um, because it also assumed historically that there was a full-time caretaker in the home in the United States and that that, that caretaker was most likely going to be the, uh, the woman in the relationship in this, in, in a, for example, in a married relationship where that would be assumed. All, some of those things have shifted, but I don't think the pressure on, on women specifically has, has shifted. And uh, many of the women on the call could speak to that, that issue. So, but I think it's interesting to talk about um, this kind of idealized worker. And, and one of the questions that I saw raised in, in one article I read was this, can we create a system that fits real workers, not idealized, idealized ones? Um, and the other question that was posed is, um, this is, it, this is likely an issue of existing ways of working that exist because of convention and not necessity. So we, could, we, could we begin to shift our mindsets? And we have shifted a lot, um, I would say, uh, in certain parts of our culture, in certain parts of our corporate cultures, especially where we have the resources to make a lot of shifts. I think there are also different issues contextually with smaller businesses um, and businesses that are, that are attempting to get themselves to a place of, of larger margin. It's kind of, there's some interesting, this is why it's a big topic, some possibilities. This is a chance to upend our fundamental assumptions maybe in this moment. Um, and to think about what is, what is kind of essential. Um, we also have to think about this reality that, that some of the, that some of us have the privilege of actually having this conversation. Um, that in some parts of the world, the, uh, the whole issue of work and life is I got to work because I got to put, I got to put food in my children's mouths. That's true for, for people within our, our sphere of influence and experience. The idea is that I think also that, um, just, man, being aware of, of context is so important. I was thinking about family members of mine who worked in generationally owned farms where it was just assumed that family members like work and life, it like life was work and work was life. So, so what is interesting about this space of work and life, I know it's a lot to, I'm just trying to set up some big thoughts around this and I promise I will land this plane somewhere uh, is that over the years, there have been different words used. And I think the words matter that we have attached to what this concept of work and life is about. One that's thrown around often is work-life balance. Um, you know, that's an interesting, if you think about a balance, it's like this. Um, it's like more of one or less of the other. You know, I, I always think about this fulcrum kind of balance situation back in science class. And so it's like this idea that there's, there's kind of a limited resource on each side. Um, that's one possibility. Uh, the, the other word is work-life integration was thrown around for a while. So it's like this integration. There are also work-life separation, work-life boundaries, work-life management. 
one of the things that has always struck me is kind of this reality that um, uh, another colleague and I used to talk about is like, if I choose to go to my uh, child's basketball game or coach their team, there is a cost in my work. And if I choose not to go and I choose to stay at work, there is a cost uh, for my family and uh, or a cost for my, chi- for my child. And I think this is an interesting thing is like this idea that you get to have it all. I don't think that's always true. Um, and I think there are choices that we, we are, might be compelled to make. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with something I think that might be a way for some of you, if you want to, that's I've been thinking about a lot, that's been having an effect on my way of thinking about this. And so I'll, I will finish with that as another way of maybe framing, other than these balance, integration, separation, and so on. But let's, let's speak to it just a moment to what is it that separates work from life? Because there are some of you saying, like, it's all life. I think that's probably true, but for some reason, um, at least in our culture, much of my experience, uh, and it'd be so interesting to see what's happening around the world, but is that we still kind of differentiate between these things. So let's talk about what the differentiation is. So here's some possibilities. When it comes to work, um, we think of it as a job. There's pay. So there's an economic, a financial economic kind of situation going on. It's attention to something very specific. So think about when you are, think of yourself at work. You like, it's attention to something very specific. There's an identity attached to it, oftentimes. Um, It's a different system of people. I think sometimes for many of us, we think it's a different system of people than the rest of our life. There's a different kind of responsibility we might feel. It's what pays the bills. And for some, this is interesting, work is respite. Work is actually a restful escape. <laughs> Some of you are like, I know. <laughs> Some of you are like, what? Some of you are like, yes, let me tell you about that. So on the life side, what's interesting is like, think about this. Um, here's some things. On the life side, if you think about the people on the life side, these are people who aren't going anywhere. When we do sessions on leading under pressure and sort of leading in these different contexts and showing up under pressure in different contexts, so many people will say like, I'm different at home than I am at work. Why? It's interesting. One of the things might be interesting is these people we kind of assume aren't going, going anywhere. Um, it includes like bloodlines or chosen family in the case of, of uh, families who have adopted people. But it's like these are people that we draw into this, this close, this very close, close circle uh, around us. It's oftentimes the, the life part is what you would do if you weren't paid. So uh, it's different. It includes free time, family, all the rest beyond work instead of paying the bills it's bills to pay and for some life is respite interesting right uh kind of fascinating so here what i wrote down is here are some things that 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 divide them historically uh paid or unpaid is certainly one thing historically speaking uh physical space uh there are certain structures that keep them separate in terms of technology Here's what's interesting. Clothing kept them separate historically. That makes me laugh. Uh, tolerance for what appropriate behavior is look like. One thing that also kept them separate was showering. <laughs> okay, because then I think about what's happening now, and I think um, clothing is the same for in many cases on certain days. Um, spaces are sometimes the same. The conversations are are interweaving now. Some know more about, have discovered more about what their family does. Their family knows more about their work does because they're around them both. For those, especially those people who are working virtually. The roles are complex. Uh, 
It's interesting because without a place to go, some people feel like they're never off the clock. We might be experiencing some resentment because of those who get to stay at home and those who don't, if, or those who get to go to work and those who don't. Family and pets are in our business. Now, I wanna, there's a, here's one thing I want to say before I get to the finish is this. I think there are some things that are not different. There is still pressure to get something done. Revenue and mission still matter. So I think the financial implications of this are, are important. Navigating these relationships will always require a conversation. And I think this is another thing that's also not changing is that certain people will uh, take advantage of this and there will be certain people who have good intentions and doing good things. So I think that's one of the realities that we face. Here, here, is, here is what I, there's, there's so much to think about in that. And I know I haven't set up anything, but one thing I want to suggest as we finish is that is the possibility of thinking about what work and life is about a little bit differently. And as opposed to seeing them as uh, dichotomous kinds of things, or as opposed to saying that they are going to be the same thing, that like, and this, you all know uh, me, that I am, I am drawn to paradoxical kinds of things and tensions, because I, for me, I think it feels more like my reality, is that my reality is moving toward uh, the tension and embracing the paradox that's here, and then thinking about what does that look like? And, and I also think it's interesting how rarely... Um, I give myself permission to, to imagine a third pathway or another way to think about things. And so here is what I'm going to propose as a possible approach, given some of what I've described so far, and maybe something that would be helpful in this moment for some of us. And I think it's an interesting, it's, it's the idea of work and life alignment, of work and life alignment. And now, now think about alignment of a car. And this is why we started the icebreaker where we did. What is an alignment of your car? Re let's just listen to this definition. An alignment is a procedure performed by your mechanic to get your vehicle's suspension back into proper form by making adjustments to the vehicle's tires and axles. The, this is, I love this. The wheels are once again as if it's happened before and it's going to need to happen again. So alignment is not I'm aligned and I've, I've arrived. The wheels are once again aligned with each other and can make, I love this, solid contact with the road. They're aligned with each other and can make solid contact with the road. Now here, now this causes old McKenna, because I love, you, you all know me, no, I love deconstructing words. So what is the, what does the word alignment mean? So listen to this. Alignment is defined in a couple of ways. I think they're interesting. Arrangement in a straight line or in correct or appropriate relative positions. And as if like the tiles had slipped out of alignment is the example given in the dictionary. The other one is this, a position of agreement or alliance. And it's interesting, there, um, there, are, there are still different parts of a car, but they require regular alignment because they get disaligned. Um, and I think this is, this is very interesting to begin to think about is, this concept of alignment. So here, here is what I would, I would love for you to do very quickly um, is this. Um, first of all, hold on, give me one second. We you get out a piece of paper and write this down? The first question is this, what is your life? And the second question is, what is your work?
what is your life and what is your work? And what I would, what I would love for you to think about is what is one small adjustment you could make currently that could bring, uh, that you could do currently, you could make one adjustment you could make to bring the tires closer to the road. One small adjustment, one incremental small adjustment because more will be needed. But in this moment, if we understood what is my work, what is my life, and what is one small adjustment I could make? I'm going to give you a couple of ideas before we launch out there. Is, uh, these, are, these, are, these may be dumb, but there's, there's possibilities here. Uh, idea. No email on weekends or weekdays after 530. <laughs> Some of you are going into convulsions right now. Uh, no phones during certain times. Uh, walking meetings. I know old Dr. Halleck does that. Putting a note on your partner's desk in the morning because you were preparing for a talk on work and life. And so you got an idea to do that. Let's just say someone did that. Um, a date night once a week. Uh, I don't know. These are just some of my ideas, but that's from my context. And so I'm wondering what your ideas will be. What is your life? What is your work? And what is one small adjustment you could make to bring the tires closer to the road? So let's jump into a conversation about that. Thanks for joining this wild conversation. If you'd like to learn more about wild leaders, visit us at wildleaders.org. If you want to purchase the wild toolkit, visit wildtoolkit.com. If you'd like to join the interactive live recording with other leaders, sign up at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation. I'm Megan Lawrence. Have a great day.